Two random dudes invest. Hey, I'm Danilo. And I'm Brent. And this is Two Random Dudes. Invest! If you're just starting to invest or thinking about investing, this is the show for you. We'll help you build the tools, strategies, and mindset to become a better investor. And now to the dudes. Dude. 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 Hey, everybody. My name is Danilo. And I'm Brent. And welcome to episode number two. It's going to be speed round. It's going to be three topics or three questions, five minutes each. And I'm going to wrap up at the end in a quick little two minutes. So what are we talking about here, Brent? We are talking about mindset. All right. So I'm going to put in my five minutes timed starting now. Four minutes, 57. First question. What to do before hitting the buy button? All right, so you paid off your debts, you're starting to invest, you got your first thousand in your uh, brokerage account, and you got your first thousand, and now you're, you're there with your mouse. You're ready to buy a stock, you've watched a bunch of YouTube videos. You heard uh, CNBC pump up the stock, Kramer's hitting buy, 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 and now what do you do? You saw this random guy on YouTube talking about a stock, so you're like, I'm going to buy that stock. You're about to buy the stock. But before you do that, there's, there's a couple of things we really want to tell you. <laughs> Rewind, do not do. So what are you supposed to do? What, 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 what is your mindset? Yeah, so like just to keep it real, uh, we thought about this as what would I, what would we like to have heard or knew when we started? Knew. Knew what we would have known when we started. So for me... It's good to know about technical analysis. That's what I would like to have known at the beginning. Just technical analysis on when to buy, how to buy, how does price movement. That's like a whole other can of worm that we'll go into detail in another episode. But just all the technical analysis part, that's super useful. And the second thing is at the beginning, learning as much as possible was a priority for me. It served me well. Yeah. What do you think? And, and the most important thing, yeah, when you're on that point, learning doesn't just mean <clears throat> going on YouTube and uh, seeing what stocks somebody recommended. It's really uh, reading books. It's uh, finding the YouTube channels that do have content that's going to help your ability to pick the right stocks and to enter them at the right time, uh, to learn strategies. That's really important. You, you know, what, what was the first book that you read that you really loved? You, talk about it yeah so the one of the first books i picked up was trading for a living it's actually an audiobook i uh it's much easier to listen as i drive through it to work i was just listening to it every day and it's super critical it mainly talks about the psychology of trading because that's the biggest most important thing it's just having the psychological mindset to survive because really it's without making an epic it's kind of like a gauntlet where the market is trying to get you in a nutshell and if you're not if you don't have conviction if you don't really have a plan you might lose a lot of money yeah so what to do before hitting that buy button is to really learn the psychology and basically the learning the psychology of the market uh for me <clears throat> is really important learning how uh learning how i'm going to react so we have to know that in most cases, the way most people react <laughs> is that they get into a stock when it's running high because of the herd mentality. And 
we get into it and then we buy when it's uh, low. Uh, so the thing that's helped me the most over the years is to learn that that's how I operate. And if I can just switch that to really buying the stock when not a lot of other people are into it, mm-hmm. stock that I believe in and doing the research and learning you know, how to buy, uh, how to pick the right stock. Mm-hmm. Getting in there when nobody's in there and then trying to sell as it goes up versus the other way around. Basically getting in on stocks that are undervalued or kind of lower in price to kind of dip temporarily. And that's a good time to pounce on a good opportunity. And on the flip side of that, there's also those high flying stocks like EVs are hot right now. And there is some stocks where I strongly believe there is fundamental reasons why it's good to get in that stock. Easy you know, easy as it's going up. This is uh, this segue beautifully. Ooh. So uh, we just hit five minutes straight. So, perfect, perfect. so it's that's a perfect segue to chasing gains versus chasing knowledge. Yeah. So the second question is: Should you chase the gains or should you chase knowledge? Um, and we both know what we think about this, but uh, if a stock's going up and you think you missed it. It's so easy to try to jump in and put your money into it without actually thinking about uh, what you should have done. Oh man, I'm not doing it. You're right. What, what you're... Before we hit the second point, we're going to do a quick one minute recap. So I would say when you asked about getting in at the right time, one of the best practical ways is this tool called TradingView. If you're planning to invest, I think it's a must. I wish I knew about TradingView like six months ago, a year ago. As soon as I I knew about stocks, I wish I had TradingView. If you don't know about it, it doesn't matter. Just I'd recommend getting it. Try it out. So TradingView, if you don't know what it is, it's it's basically an application that uh, helps you look at the charts. Uh, You can draw... Uh, mm-hmm. various trend lines. You There's so many tools that come with TradingView. Mm-hmm. There's other apps out there. There's other uh, software. Yeah. But TradingView is definitely the one that uh, pretty much everybody uses. <laughs> yeah, it's like basically, like for photographers, it's your Photoshop. It's like your basic app that most people know. But just the fact if you start it, you're going to fall and start asking the right questions and you're going to learn about the different indicators. We'll get to that in details later on, but it's a good thing I wish I knew about this TradingView app. It's free. It's free to, so to try. So the buy button, uh, figure out the best charts to use as well to make sure that you're entering <clears throat> at a point which is going to psychologically help you because a lot of times if you enter a stock and it goes down on you right away, that can really psychologically hurt. So it is... While I don't believe in timing the markets, I do think that every stock has its moment where if you look at a trend line and it, you know, it's going up and down, up and down, mm-hmm. there's technical ways to uh, make entries that are going to psychologically help you move forward. Uh, and of course, you can't always get it right, uh, but that's definitely uh, something to do before hitting the buy button. That's a good, yeah, good absolutely. Uh, summary. Trading view will help you. Point, bro. All right. Speed round. Topic number two with five minutes to go. Uh, Are we chasing gains or are we chasing knowledge? I mean, it looks like a slippery slope for the chasing gains. I've been in it 10 years and pretty much every time I bought a stock because it was going up, uh, maybe it was, uh, maybe I got lucky and it kept on going up, but 
usually mentally I would enter at a point of exhaustion of sellers and then it would kind of go down. It would maybe go up later on, but mm -hmm. man, usually chasing the gains for me has never been a good thing. I think the most important thing that I've learned is to, if something's gone wild and you weren't, and I wasn't in it before, mm -hmm. was to just kind of sit back and think about it rationally uh, and then try to slowly get back into that stock, uh, which is called, you know, DCA. Dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging. Mm -hmm. um, you know, going back to the person. <clears throat> working on the knowledge and just being patient because mm -hmm. there's always going to be gains that are going to be made in various different industries or even that same company in that same stock. So just if you see something ripping 20, 30, 40%, um, that happens a lot in crypto within days, but uh, yeah. just, just sit back, relax. Yeah. I think you hit on a lot of good points there. And I think we, it's good to, when you use dollar cost averaging, which is you buy a little bit and then you buy a little bit more, or you buy a little bit more, you slowly ease into it through time. That's good for long-term investing. Um, so if that's what you're into, excellent way. I came in as a, just to play devil, devil's advocate of the other side. I just wanted to grow my portfolio like ASAP as fast as possible, like a proper millennial, like investor, you know, I want this thing to 10 X Robin hood, bro. So it's good to have a plan and just to understand what you're doing. So if you're trading long-term dollar cost averaging makes sense. And I like the point that you said when people were, it was overbought. Uh, yeah. So I would usually, cause you know, things work in waves and, and when a stock's going up, what tends to happen is it'll go up like, crazy mm -hmm. and then it usually hits a wall and there's some selling or consolidation and we're going to teach everybody what consolidation is it's usually when a stock is kind of going back and forth at a certain level and it's basically when you know the sellers are selling and the mm -hmm. strong hands are staying in there it's trying to find it's looking for its range it's it's fine it's finding its price it's, it's finding its price on it before its next leg up mm -hmm. that's what happens <clears throat> if you miss that big leg up it's okay to just wait, just wait till things settle down. And once a stock starts consolidating, this is how I have been entering my long-term trades is that when it's consolidating, you get more clarity. Mm -hmm. This, what were the gains that were just made in the past few weeks, um, sustainable mm -hmm. or are they not? And during that time, again, we're gaining knowledge. We're constantly learning. We're doing research. Yeah. And that's the key point right there is I think making the decisions from a place of knowledge and learning and like understanding is probably the priority at the beginning as opposed to making choices from a place of hype or fear that you think you're going to miss out or from all that kind of emotional side but really to make the choice from a place of power and knowledge and with the case of the stock being overbought once you've learned, once I learned technical analysis, you could actually see exactly with TradingView how much is it overbought and how much is it oversold, and it really helps to understand. Like, is this a good time to get in? Uh, it just gives you more information to make a better decision, and sometimes it's still good to get in on the top. And I made a lot of money on like stocks that were going up and up and up, like Neo and. 
Yeah, sometimes it's... Uh, a stock can be oversold for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the longer term investing, I, I have definitely had more success watching the RSI, which we will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and when something is undersold, if you believe in that stock, I've had better success because when I buy it undersold, I have a higher probability of my stock going up in price right after I buy, which helps me mentally. Because it's the mm-hmm. worst feeling in the world when you buy something oversold and it goes down. It's a really, really shitty way to start off. It, I mean, you have to be prepared for that too. All right, it's the end of five minutes and we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up in one minute. So what you just said there is super critical. You mentioned RSI, understanding RSI, MACD, those indicators, those are like the first indicators. Um, just understanding these things will give you so much more information to make a better decision. That's the first ones I got started with, and they're pretty easy to understand. There's a lot of videos out there on the internet to learn about it, but it makes a world of difference to make, to basically get in at the bottom. So like me for EVs, electric vehicles, I found out that buying on a, on the four hour chart on TradingView, on oversold you're pretty much every single time it's going to be a good decision. Especially if you're in a bullish market, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in the, because things change right now. Mm-hmm. We're in a market that's going up. It's, it's, uh, there's a way to trade when it's going up and there's a way, if it's, if it's bearish, that four hour, uh, strategy might not work the same way. So I just, absolutely. You know, give yeah. A word of caution there. All right. End of the, end of the round. Moving on to round three. Round three. So we got a five minute talk, five minute timer. How to avoid FOMO. FOMO. So this is something that applies to every facet of life and it <clears throat> definitely applies to the markets. And we've, we've uh, definitely made our analogies. Basically uh, FOMO in the markets is just like going back in time. Uh, you, the reason that we feel FOMO and that we want to join the herd is that if we're too far behind mm-hmm. back in the day, it could actually lead to our demise, to our death. Death sounds not good. <laughs> that does not sound fun. Before we continue, define FOMO. Fear of missing out. The fear of missing out. So like in, in layman's terms. In, in the markets is when uh, you want to buy a certain company or stock and you don't get into it, and then you watch the stock rise. Rise like... Tesla, <laughs> Tesla, and it goes up Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. I'm missing out. Everybody's in that stock and they're making so much money and I'm missing out. That mm-hmm. fear of missing out is in the markets. Yeah, and that, it actually physiologically, it actually impacts your... The amygdala. Uh, Not even a thing. Oh, yes, the old amygdala. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, I think you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. affects you physically. Like you, you feel this pain mm-hmm. missing out. Yeah, so that's basically like back in the day, if you're a hunter-gatherer village and you have a bunch of your village mates that go out and then they get a bunch of berries and they found this perfect spot and you're like, well, I want to get on that spot too. And you're feeling like you're not connected with these people and the more that these people go and get more berries you're you're not getting any berries you're missing out you like you actually feel bad because you're you're disconnected from the tribe and it literally has an effect back then on your life mm-hmm. with stocks it's it's the same feeling but we have to realize that our life isn't now i mean you know we have food we're, we're mm-hmm. 
hopefully you're not investing so much money in the stocks that if you lost money it's gonna affect your life drastically that's the number one principle that i'm gonna try to you know hit home every day is that invest the money you're willing to lose invest the money that if you lose you're not gonna um you know just fall into a pit of despair mm -hmm. so it's important to know that fear of missing out is not as important in the stock market uh, but it's something we feel i would say fomo is super real and especially now everything's just so blown out of proportion ev stocks are hyping genomics are hyping bitcoin, uh, bitcoin is through the roof the next thing is space arc invest just released their uh, space etf um, that's going to come out in 75 days. I'm going to buy on some of that. I don't want to miss out on that one. Yeah, right. But it's important to remember that there's always going to be berries somewhere else. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Remember that it's not, we're not in a life or death situation. So we can step back and we can really uh, do the research to then make sure we're not missing out on another thing. And to get in on another thing, on mm -hmm. another stock, when maybe it is, like we said earlier, consolidating. Mm -hmm. And you can accumulate. Accumulating is when, for in the long-term investing, accumulating in a stock is when you put a little bit of money in and growing your position over time mm -hmm. and making sure you're doing it so that you're ready for those big pumps. So everyone else is feeling FOMO and you're kind of riding, riding that wave. Riding the pump. <laughs> Excellent point. That's a really key point is build your position. And I think one of the ways to build that position and to be confident about it is to build conviction. And that's what we got through in the last kind of conversations we had yeah. is the key thing is for me, I realized I have to go through my portfolio, go one by one and be like, how can convinced am I about this to stock? Do I believe in it like 100%? If it went down 20%, 30%, would I still hold it? If the answer is no, then I should let it go. And if I don't know exactly why I'm holding it, besides hype besides the fact that it's just went up like uh it has these all this quote unquote it's the ne next greatest thing um i should understand like you said learn to read balance sheets did i read the balance sheet do i understand how much cash they have in the bank how much debt they have in the bank how much what's the production like for evs like how many cars did they produce so i guess all this research that you do is a way to avoid fomo as well because then you're not going to feel the pain. You're going to hopefully have gotten into the stock earlier. And then as it's going up, you're going to still trust that it's a good stock to be in. So you're not going to mm -hmm. feel the pain. You're going to just say, okay, I missed out on this. I'll wait till it consolidates and add more or even add more as it's going up. But mm -hmm. if you go into it, because fear of missing out, you're going into it with fear. But if you go into it with conviction, that's mm -hmm. a good way of... Uh, um, Absolutely. FOMO. But I think the best way for me to avoid FOMO has been to, when I see a stock flying, I have a very clear rule. So that's how I avoid FOMO. FOMO and I just don't feel bad about it. I, mm -hmm. It really has helped me over time. If I see it fly, I avoid FOMO knowing that there's always going to be another opportunity around the corner. One minute wrap up for this point number three. It seems like you said you're very disciplined. You have a disciplined approach to the high flyers. So you have a rule. Like if it goes flying 3x, 5x, and there's no real reason why it's going that high, it's a good rule. Just don't get in, wait, let it consolidate, and then get in from a position of knowledge and strength as opposed to fear. Yeah, whenever I make a decision that is quick and based on emotion, so if something's flying high, oh my God, it's going up 10%, so I need to buy now. 
it's uh, that I don't like doing it that way. I'd rather wait. Maybe it's gonna go up another 20, 30%. But I wanna buy, I like buying on red days. So red days means when a stock's going down. And that's how I avoid the FOMO, mm-hmm. is I'd rather be buying when something is consolidating, maybe going down a bit versus it's run up. Yeah, and we're now to, so this is the final, we're gonna wrap up, just two final takeaways. My final point which I didn't talk about this too much earlier, is not to over-diversify. So this means don't have, you know, not to have too many stocks that I'm buying into or too many different investments. It's just too hard mentally to keep track of, uh, in my case, more than 10 mm-hmm. investments. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that helps me really do the research and have the conviction uh, to not have the phone on. Yeah, so just so take it slow. start with 10. 10 max. 5 to 10. Yeah. Actually, at the beginning, you should just start, I think, just 2 to 3. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Work your way up. Yeah, and everybody's different. So just go at your own pace. Yeah. Build yourself up. But you'll see. For me, when I get to 12, I got overwhelmed. And I brought it down to 10. Okay. So that's actually, that was actually a good number. Because yeah. you want to be able to do the research. You want to, mm-hmm. uh, even with long-term stocks, you want to be able to read up on it and mm-hmm. see who the CEOs are. Uh, See if there's any drastic changes happening within the company yeah. that might make you want to sell. Absolutely. All right. And my takeaway for this episode is the main takeaway is to learn technical analysis. That's what I wish I knew more about. So learning what are the best entry points? What are the bad entry points? Like what are the things to avoid with technical analysis? So getting trade view learning how the price moves, learning when is a good time to get in, when is a bad time to get in. Starting to dive into that is a great thing to do when you're getting started because it'll it'll make a snowball effect of, you know, learning about RSI, MACD, all these indicators that are super practical to do exactly what you were saying is to get in on those good days yeah. and not on FOMO. Perfect. So I think we, we've done it again. Yeah, we've done it again. Shebang. Uh, looking forward to our next episode. Uh, keep on watching. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of videos for you. So uh, looking forward to making some other uh, formative videos. Yeah, absolutely. So this was part one and part two coming up. Stay tuned. Peace. Thanks for joining us on Two Random Dudes Invest. The podcast. If you got any value out of this, we would really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using right now. We have a tsunami of content coming your way and we'll be covering the latest in stocks and crypto. You can see some of these podcasts on YouTube as well as fun how-tos and daily updates. See ya! See ya.